before we start the show, I just wanted to reach out and say that if you are loving listening to the truth prescription as much as we are loving making it, please subscribe to the podcast. Hit that subscribe button. Rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and iHeartRadio, to name a few. And come check us out at www.thetruthprescription.com to get more insights and info, because the truth will set you free if you let it. The puck drops or the ball is thrown up in the air or they kick it off. No one knows. Throw all this stuff out the window. It's two teams or two people going at each other, period. Whatever happens, happens. Gentlemen and ladies, brothers and sisters, people, whoever you are and wherever you are, welcome to the Truth Prescription Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sekou Gavis, and each week I interview successful people from around the world and discuss how accepting the truth can propel your career and help you live a life of gusto and purpose. No mantras, no gimmicks, just the truth. So close your eyes and open your ears, and let's get into this. Come on. Good people, welcome back. Truth Prescription, episode number, I don't remember. <laughs> Do you ever remember? <laughs> I, I, I often don't. I often, my, my producer's in Australia right now, and so she normally tells me ahead of time, oh, this is episode number such and such, so I don't have that you know, crutch. Okay. So now I'm... Okay. Uh, once again, right? He said, "Do you ever know?" <laughs> Sometimes I'll like record it wrong. I'll be like, "Yeah, this is episode twenty-five." My producer's like, "No, this is episode number thirty-five." Anyway, so today I have the honor and pleasure of interviewing Mr. Alfonso J. Harris. Alfonso, <laughs> better, better, Alton <laughs> J. You. Harris. Although I had an uncle Alfonso somewhere. No, I had an uncle Alton. Who's Alfonso? My cousin's Alfonso. Okay. Well, you know, you're giving me this Denzel training day vibe. <laughs> so that's what Al- Alfonso, you know, uh, Detective Alfonso. Anyway. I'm not going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Yet. <laughs> Yet. So Jay has been at ESPN. How many years now, Jay? Oh, I- goodness. I got 16, but I think that's wrong. Yeah. 16. Yeah. It is 16. 16 okay. is February 16. Yeah. So he's been on ESPN for 16 years. He's hosted shows like Sports Center, Outside the Lines, NFL Live, Baseball Tonight, Cold Pizza, First Take, Friday Night, ESPN, ESPN Sports Saturday or Sunday on ABC. He grew up professionally, as he says. He grew up yeah. professionally in Pittsburgh. Absolutely. Doing news, does traditional news on radio and television on radio. I think you were on the American Urban Radio Network, right? Yes. It used to be called Sheridan Community. Sheridan Broadcasting Sheridan Network. Broadcasting. Yes. I work with my good buddy, April Ryan. Good lady. And then also WPGH-TV. Fox 53. That's 10 right. o'clock news, which no longer exists yes. in that form. Right. The station closed. Yeah, about a year after I left. <laughs> right. Good timing. Yeah. <laughs> they almost messed that up. We'll talk about that later. Yes, yes. He's a graduate of Old Dominion University. And a member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, which I always say I didn't uh, pledge in college. I went to Morgan State University. I didn't pledge. You went to Morgan? I did. I like Morgan. Thank you. I did. A lot of great brothers, Alpha brothers I met there. That was the only fraternity I would have pledged. Plus, I have a godfather who's an Alpha. Jimmy Myers, who actually worked with with Jim Brown at, at ESPN back in like 75. He was like the second or third black anchor ever. I mean, I can I can pledge you up if you like. 
<laughs> oh, right now. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> On camera. Oh, yeah, we can get this thing going. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I got to work in the next couple of days, you know. I need my bones and joints to work properly. What are you, you know? talking about? None of that stuff happens. <laughs> right, ever. No. Hazing, no. what is that? No. Can I make a kind of a joke? Yes, of course. People talk about hazing and yeah. things like that. I'm a proponent of hazing. Good mental make you think hazing because I look back and I remember things that I just, when I had to use my mind and go places I didn't think my mind would go. I mean, anybody can do push-ups or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But when you're forced to think like situationally and whatnot, that stays with you. I enjoyed that. That's not a joke. That's serious business. You talked in one of your interviews about how you learned from a golfer that 90% of, of golf is mental, and so is the other 10%. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so it's like, you know, that stuff is translatable. All right, cool. So we're going to jump right into the truth prescription. For my listeners, my usual listeners, you know the premise. For anybody listening for the first time, I'll just say, it, to simplify it, that we ignore truth as humans. We do. Why? Because it's uncomfortable. We don't like it. It makes, it makes us feel bad. And most successful people have learned that once you accept those truths, you're able to break through, get past, and move on to high levels. So I'm going to start with... Does this suit make me look fat? No, your fat makes you look fat. That's the truth. I wanted to blame it on the suit. Or blame it on the club when I hit that ball in the woods. One the club. It <laughs> right. was me. Right, it was your skill level. <laughs> yes. So on October 24th, Jay, you posted something on your Instagram. I did? Which is so... Are you? Did you stalk me on my Instagram? <laughs> what? what did I post? It's called research. Okay, all right. You posted something that's very apropos to, to this interview and this show. You posted, you said, if the truth makes you uncomfortable, don't blame the truth. Blame the lie that made you comfortable. Oh, yeah, I forget. I think I reposted that. I yes, forget it was who a did repost. It. Yeah, it was a repost. and I thought that was really, really good. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So you want to do personal and professional first. Let's go professional because I can't, I don't know which personal truth where I want to go with that. We'll start with professional. Professional. Yeah. Okay. You tell stories for a living. Yes, I do. Tell us a story. Lead us down that road. Show us how you ignored the truth and then what happened when you got to the other side. I don't know if I ignored the truth so much. I didn't know you it. You didn't know it. That, that's, a, that's a great point. I was actually thinking about that recently with just the show premise that I think sometimes we don't ignore. We're not aware yes. of the truth. Yeah. Sometimes we are aware and we do ignore it. Right. But then there's the other side where you come into awareness right. and then you have a choice. Right. You can accept it <laughs> or you can ignore it. Yes. So proceed. I'm sorry. I was doing radio in, in Pittsburgh at the Sheridan, the local station, the flagship station, WAMO, WAMO Radio. And we got a new program director and his name was Hurricane Dave Smith. Good brother. In Atlanta now. Good brother. So when program directors come into a radio station, the good ones listen to the air staff that they, they have before you just blow it up and bring all your new people in. Sometimes that's not cost effective and you have to work with what you have. We had a really good staff and he liked our staff. Okay. Didn't necessarily like me doing news in the morning. Interesting. Yeah. It was one of those who the blank is Jay Harris. <laughs> now I don't remember exactly the year in the nineties. I started there in 91 so I was, I was a few years in. It was my first full-time professional media job. So, full-time? Yeah, full-time. Because you had done some weekend stuff, part-time part -time. stuff before. So he called me into his office and we had a meeting. And basically he told me, he's like, bruh, no. What you're doing? No. 
<laughs> and you need to fix it because what you're doing, I can't have that on my, I can't have that on my radio station. Wow. Did he give you specific like things that like technical things? Cause it's easy for somebody to say, right. you know what? I don't like your shirt. Probably. Right. Okay. I don't remember them now. Because I'm probably inside going, oh, my God, he hates me. What am I going to do? So I promptly went back and listened to myself critically. I think I listened to myself just listening to myself. But I listened to myself critically. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm horrible. I wasn't horrible. But I wasn't as good as I could have been. I just was not. So I don't remember the technical things that he told me to do. But I did them point by point made a point of whatever he said, that's what I'm going to do. And he was right. It made me better. And I kept the job, (laughs) which was most important. (laughs) And that's my due to this day. And I appreciated that. I needed to hear that at that time. I need to hear it now. I've been doing this a long time. And I always tell young folks when I talk to them, my goal is to be better tomorrow than I was today. Because I know I can be. I didn't have a perfect show yesterday. I know there are things I can do better. So tomorrow is going to be that day. I know I'm never going to have the perfect show. I'm just going to keep chasing it. And that's fine. The fun is in the chase. It's so interesting because you had a choice at that point, right? You could have said, you screw you, you're wrong, Mm -hmm. and I'm I'm great, and I'm out. Right. But you chose to to listen. Yeah. That's not really the the characteristic of a young man. You know, so where, where do you think you got that from? Oh, goodness. Probably, I mean, probably my parents, my grandparents, because, you know, parents and your grandparents, they always got something to say that you need to listen to, (laughs) (laughs) whether you want to listen to it or not. And I, I was still, I've always been the kind of person that likes to learn. So I was still in learning mode. So he caught me at the right time. Okay. Now the personal. I'm going to help guide you a little bit. And okay. if you don't have anything personal, it's okay. Okay. First of all, you've been married a long time. Yes. Right? Yes. So I'm sure there are a lot of little nuggets of, of knowledge in that experience. Yes. You see, see that word? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, dear. Yes. 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 Exactly. It's Absolutely. The, right. <laughs> right. With a smile. Mm, yes. Exactly. Yes. Brother, let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. I'm just four and change in. And I'm like, that is that word is my best friend. <laughs> i'm serious man it is so crazy you know you just got to get that ego out of there sometimes obviously you had it was clear i've never met your dad but just clear from what i read online that you guys had a really close relationship as my man obviously i know your parents got divorced he Mm -hmm. lived in norfolk your mom was in chapel hill he's the reason i chose old dominion your dad right because he was in norfolk Norfolk. you wanted to spend time with him you made that choice it's funny, this is, I'm digressing right now, but those like cute, your old cute baby pictures in your mom's house, <laughs> dude, you look, whoever's listening to this show right now as you're listening, Google J. Harris baby pictures. He literally looks just like a, his himself as a baby. I yeah, mean, I do. It, it's, it's, it's freaky. <laughs> I mean, the nose, the mouth, I have the teeth smile, now. The t- yeah. And a little yeah. more hair. Right. But other than that, yeah. Yeah, it's exactly the same. Anytime you have relationships, there are always points of clarity, mm-hmm. things that that we learn about ourselves. I remember this psychologist, I heard him once say, if you think you're evolved, go spend a weekend with your parents. <laughs> you yeah. know? So, because they push all kind of different buttons and things. And there's opportunities for growth there. Well, I learned, a tr- well, I think it's a truth because I grew up with a lot of 
alcoholism in my family. Yeah, my dad for years, and uncle, really bad, and some other folks. Your dad was a war veteran, right? He didn't go to the war. He stayed stateside. But he, he was in the military. He was in the military. He was in the, in the army. Okay. My okay. uncle is a Vietnam, Korea, World War II, maybe World War II Korea, not Vietnam. But I don't think that was it. Okay. It was some other things going on. Yeah. I just think it was like, hey, let's go get a drink. Yeah. And let's go get two. And, and three. Oh, oh, my goodness. Right. Yeah. And you don't drink. I do not. And that, you that, think that's why? Oh, that's absolutely why. <laughs> Interesting. That's absolutely why. Because as confident as I am to be able to handle certain situations, I don't think I'd handle that one really well. Even though I might think I would handle it, I'm not even going to try. Because it was enough to do things to some very strong men and women in my family. Who am I to think that I'm better than that? So I'm just going to leave it alone. I was just listening to an interview of uh, Torre interviewed this guy named Jay Smooth, who's like, call him like a social intellectual. But he was saying that he thinks that a lot of men, especially black men, we spend a lot of our times trying to not be what our fathers were. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I agree with 100 percent, but I could see how I think parenting teaches you two things. It teaches you what to do and it mm -hmm. teaches you what not to do. Right. What, what you saw. Right. And I, I can definitely see that from my own experience. So. You took from your own experience that I'm not. I'm not messing with the bottle. No, I'm not messing <laughs> with that. Because it's knocked. It's knocked down some some big folk. Yeah. No, I'm not messing with that. I will. I will take the work ethic. It, it took me a minute to to get that too. My mother used to <laughs> Saturday morning. Man, I had a hard week at school. I ain't trying to get up on a Saturday morning and go down behind the tractor, my grandfather, and pick potatoes out the ground until she yelled at me to get out of the bed and call me lazy because my grandfather was, you know. 67 years old, out there doing his thing. My uncle, the war veteran, he's 97. They had to make him stop getting on the tractor because he would still do it. To this day, he would still do it. If, if they if let they, him. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, my, my dad was a longshoreman and he would work days on the waterfront. I mean, there's no punch the clock. It's like the ship coming in, you got to unload it. And however long it takes, that's how long you're going to be there. It could be cold, it could be warm, whatever. And that's a longshoreman. Like, that's a good job. It's like, a real it's good a job. a well-paying job and well-respected job. Yeah. My youngest brother is a longshoreman now. My dad got him in. Yeah, because it's difficult. Those things are unionized, right? I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. Well, let's, let's jump into some, some questions. So you, like I said earlier, you're a storyteller, but at heart, you're really a communicator, right? I like to think so. I hope so. Yes, you are. I'm telling you. <laughs> Why, thank you. <laughs> In your estimation, what makes a good communicator and how do those skills translate to personal life? I think you have to be just willing to relate. It's not that difficult to do what I do, I don't think. I just put myself in a position to do it. I put myself in front of a camera. I put myself in front of a microphone years ago because there was something that I had that I thought other folks should know. And it was a story that I've been working on all day. In order to tell that, there's some things that I have to do. Even when I was in school and you get in front of the class and talk, people don't like to do that. But if you have something to say, and the only way people are going to hear it is if you get up in front of the class, then you got to go get up in front of the class. And that's just not a fear that you can succumb to. It's imaginary anyway. You're just manufactured fear. <laughs> right. So just let it go. Yeah, that's great. That's so true. If you have something to say. I just did a talk on fear 
And I started it out by saying false evidence appearing real. So you're right. It's just, you know, it, we just, it's just completely made up, the whole thing. Yep, it is. Except snakes. That's real, yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes, that's that's legitimate. That is legitimate. Yes. Or, or grizzly bears in your backyard. And grizzly bears in the backyard, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't want that anymore. No. No. You, you cite Brian Gumbel, Peter Jennings as sort of like your all-time favorites. What qualities do you think make them great journalists, and what have you taken from them that you've added to your own repertoire? Bryant, when I was growing up watching him on TV, was like the best interviewer. He would ask a question, and his follow-up is, why? Why? <laughs> why is a great question. It's one word. It's neutral. It's just why. And it puts the onus on who you're asking the why to, to come up with a why and to work and give you an answer. When I watch interviews, there's a gentleman who used to be at ESPN, John Sawatsky, interview guru. He's my guy. I don't know if he taught Bryant, but he could teach everybody. Simple, who, what, where, when, why, the stuff you learn in school, those make for the great questions. And an interview is not about me. If you don't remember I'm there, it was a great interview. The interview is about the interviewee. So I'm supposed to ask the who and the, and the what's and, and the where's and the when and the why. And, and then what happened to follow up the story? And no yes or no questions. I hate yes or no. When I'm watching television, my wife will tell you I can't watch television. There's an, depending on the, the, the interview because I'm like, stop doing that. <laughs> right. Why did you do that? Well, they do that to sports guys all the time. I mean, they set up the question and basically lead them to the answer. So you guys play really good defense tonight. What do you think was the reason that you were successful? Exactly. Thank you very much. What kind much. of question is that? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. How about what do you like about how you play tonight? Right. Right. Or what do you think, you know, what factors do you think contributed to the, your success or whatever? Why'd you win? Right. What was that? I'm sure you've seen that Russell Westbrook when the guy asked him, he said so he, he did one of those type of questions and Russell... <laughs> Looked at him. Did you see? He looked at him incredulously. He's like, "What?" I don't remember. Then he used an expletive and just said, "Y'all, n words is crazy." And then he just sat. <laughs> he just sat. He just sat down. And there was probably nobody black in the room. <laughs> it's like Russell Westbrook, classic. Russ is my guy. He keeps it real. He'll yeah. let you know. Yeah, he don't. He don't play. Journalists need more of that because I think they got more of that negative feedback. It'll take some more time to craft the questions. Agreed. When I when I do stuff with younger kids and they ask me a yes or no question, I'll give them a yes or no answer. And then I'll wait and see what they do. And I go, see what you did? Yeah. And that's why I did that. You ask a yes or no question, if someone says yes, and then people get the reputation, oh, he's a horrible interview. He's just this and that. No, you asked a bad question. You didn't give him a chance to give you an answer. So that's what you get. You get in what you put out. All right. We've spoken previously. Your parents were divorced. You've been married for 28 years. What's your secret to longevity in marriage, other than the word yes? Dear. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what do you What do you take from those experiences? I don't, probably her having patience with me. Okay. Did was there anything you saw in your parents split that you took and w w have been and been able to use in your own experience? No, because that happened a little bit before I was born. Oh, and okay. I didn't see wow, it. It was really early. Okay. Yeah, I was five, and I really don't remember it. Now, my mom did get remarried, and I saw that, and that was just. It was a mess. They had, there's a lot of domestic issues there. So again, learning what not to do. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Last question for you. So you were sort of at a really, a really low point in your professional career at one point. Couldn't find a job. 
And he said, you know what? Let me try grad school. <laughs> grad, grad school told you, hell no. See you later. Nice try. Think yeah. again. But you decided to go ahead and push forward again. You know, what What do you think was it that made you just say, all right, well. My dad. It was your dad. Yeah. I showed him the letter from the University of Maryland after they said no. And he's like, well, son, I guess you got to get back out there and try it. I like, yeah, I guess you're right. And so I did. And doing that basically caused everything that's happened since. Great. Okay. Are you ready to do some yes or BS? Yes. That's BS. <laughs> <laughs> what am I say? No, nah, man. I'm done. All right, here we go. Number one, Kaepernick will play in the NFL again. I don't think so. I think he should, but I don't believe he will. Okay. Number two, Melo will play in the NBA again. <laughs> 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 and why are we laughing? <laughs> I love the brother. He got a great game, but no, it's, it's over. Yeah, unfortunately. It's over. Yeah. All right. This one I just thought about and write down, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this one to you. Number 2A, R. Kelly will perform again. <laughs> Make another album again. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And, and people will buy it. Yeah. I'm not even going to get into R. Kelly conversation right now. Number three. Jay Harris is a better writer than public speaker. Hmm. That's a good one. I have to say yes, because I like to write my stuff down before I go out there and do it. Do you write it down and then memorize it? Or no. Or they put I, it on a teleprompter? They no. Work? You mean at work? At work. Yeah, yeah. No. It goes, everything goes on a prompter. I don't use it all the but time. But you write it. Yeah. You write your own stuff. Yes. They put it on the prompter. Yeah. Well, the 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 technology of the computer. Right. Yeah. Right. It just yeah. goes up there. Yeah. Okay. I don't use it all the time. We'll all, you know, use our research notes and drop them in the page. If we assigned a game, Rockets and Clippers, and we'll go to the, the post-game notes and whatever research is done and all the stats and, and dump them in the page and look at my highlight and try to figure out which stats would go with the way they did the highlight to try and tell a complete story. But all that stays in the teleprompter, and I don't use it all. If I have it on camera, I'll, I'll read directly into the camera. Okay, cool. Number four. This one has a made-up word in it. Fatherhood is easier than husbandhood. Yeah. You have these little people, right? And you know what you need to do. First of all, you need to keep them alive. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. <laughs> Stay alive. <laughs> yes, yes. So you know, and you you listen for these cues: the hunger cues, the the wet cues, the change my diaper cues, and then you you learn as they get older what different cues fit what different stages they're in. When our son was younger, and we were I forget we were in Pittsburgh. I think we were in the mall, and I had on my black leather jacket. And we're walking, and he's somewhere, and then he's turned following this other dude with a black leather jacket on. Oh, I'm my like, God. Bryce, we, we, that was a cue that this young brother needs some glasses. <laughs> right. He can't see. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> was the other guy at least black? Yes, he was. Okay, all right, yeah. all right. Yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> but with husbandhood, those cues change daily. <laughs> and you just you just you don't you don't know that's good okay yeah. number five tiger woods will win another major you know what i'm rolling i'm rolling with that one yes i even know i miss my heart saying yes my my mind might be going 
come on, man, you know. <laughs> but my heart, until Tiger hangs it up, I was like that with Mike Tyson. Until Mike leaves the ring, there's a chance that he's going to knock that guy out because it's Mike. Even if Mike is like, no, I, there's no reason that I'm not going to do that anymore. That was a horrible Mike Tyson, by the way. <laughs> Your voice did change a little bit. <laughs> it was just, yeah, I've been done it. I've been done it a long time. Plus, I'm still scared of Mike. Right. <laughs> As you should be. He can still yeah, knock you absolutely. out. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm rolling. That's my dude. Tiger's my guy. I'm rolling with Tiger until he says, I can't do it. I'm out. I think that's a good bet. It's funny about literally, Jay, about a week and a half before he won that last major. I was at somebody's house, we were watching the game, and they started arguing about Tiger, and they basically bet Tiger is never going to win again. And these are the two guys at golf. And then one guy's like, well, I'll, I'll bet you 10000 that you know that he'll win. And he's like, nah, nah, nah. And then when he won, he said, I'm glad I didn't take that bet. <laughs> yeah. So you never know. You never know. You know, you never know. All right. Number six, Jay Harris. Where's the coolest socks on Sports Center? Absolutely. <laughs> Maybe the coolest socks in television. <laughs> Absolutely. Cool socks, man. Thank you. I've seen print socks, I've seen pizza. I've, I mean, I've seen all kinds of you. stuff. Thank you. Tribe Called Quest socks. Those yeah. are oh, nice too. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Wow. You got to have fun. Why yeah. not? Yeah. Socks yeah. are fun. <laughs> socks are fun. Ties are fun. Pocket square is fun. Yeah. It's just, it's fun. That's one thing I like about what you said, listening to the interview. You said, you know, People are like, oh, there was so much going on. You're doing a four-hour show and blah, blah, blah. You're like, dude, I get to wear a suit, put on makeup, and sit in front of a camera. like And talk sports. And, and talk about sports. I, I love I got this. to complain. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> right. My, dad, my dad used to always say, he would watch, son, it's almost like you don't even have a job. <laughs> Thanks, dad. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, wow. you up there, you, you, you have some place to go. You want to be there. You're having fun. It's all just, you, just, 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 just hanging out. It's almost like you're not even working. I said, thanks, man. I appreciate that. We do have a good time. But it is a job. It's a fun job. Number seven. Fame is a gift and a curse. I'll let you know when I get famous. <sighs> <laughs> I don't think. Humility. I, Humility. I, I, I just. People know you are famous. Yeah. I mean, you can't I, tell me you don't go out, you know, to the mall and people say, hey. Blah, blah, blah. Not as often or as much as you would think, especially at home. On the road. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I'm I ain't gonna lie when and, and when there's like more black people, yeah, but it's 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 not crazy. I've never encountered anyone that was just horrible. Most people have been very nice and respectful. Oh, that's great. Okay, it's only a curse when you're really tired and you don't feel like talking about where do you think the Mets are going to finish this year. And I always turn it because most people when they ask you those questions, they don't necessarily want to know what I have to say. They didn't want to tell me what they, they think. think. Yeah. So I'm like, man, I, I don't know. What do you think? And then they just roll it off. And that's what they wanted. And I listen. And it's great. And then we're good. And you have a good interaction. Yeah. It makes them feel good. Because that's what they wanted anyway. And I don't mind. Because a lot of times, I don't know. And I'm not ashamed to say, I don't know. Who's going to win the game? I don't, I don't know. First of all, no one knows. Everyone is guessing. You look at the stats and the, the probability of this and that and the trends or whatnot, but once the puck drops or the ball is thrown up in the air or they kick it off, no one knows. Throw all this stuff out the window. It's two teams or two people going at each other, period. Whatever happens, happens. So it's a guess anyway. People are predicting stuff. It's a guess. That's why there's so many big buildings in Las Vegas. Because <laughs> a lot of people right. have guessed wrong. <laughs> right. right, right, yeah. Oh, <laughs> number eight. <laughs> this is funny. 
Wayman Tisdale was the greatest modern bass player in the last 20 years. No, not even close. Didn't tell me who is. I don't know. There are a lot of really good bass players. Modern bass player in the last 20 years. I'd probably roll with Pino Palladino because he's just a monster. For those that don't know, Jay plays a mean bass. I, you know, he's a bass, he's no. a bass player. He's Christian a mean McBride bass. plays a mean bass. That's another <laughs> one. That brother can play. Yeah, he can't play. Okay. And my last one. I chose this one because I noticed on SportsCenter, they often, especially recently, pair you with women. You do a lot of shows with women. So my last question, and I, I've asked this one before. I always like to hear what people say. Number nine, women are smarter than men. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's not even close. Yes. Not even close. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> I said this before. I think women, well, you tell me why, why do you think that? I'll tell you what I think. They have better instincts. They have better situational control because of so many of the societal things that are thrust upon them. They don't have a choice but to be better wherever they are. They have a lot to deal with, with people, especially people on TV. They don't get a chance to have their information scrutinized because people are too busy looking at what they're wearing, their hair, their makeup, and you don't hear a thing that they're saying. So they have to deal with that. So they have to figure out a way to- Body cut, type. Yeah, all that stuff, to cut through the clutter and do what they do. And it's the whole, I think the whole maternal thing, not putting dads down because we do work, but moms, women, that's a whole nother level, whole nother level. Yeah. I mean, you, you basically encapsulated it. I just, I always say that I feel like they have better emotional intelligence. Well, I'll say that they have the capacity and ability to have more emotional intelligence. Sometimes they don't always utilize it, but that to me, it goes to the instincts, you know, just sort of being able to really feel out a situation may not be intellectual, but it's not, the intellectual is not appropriate in that space. All right. Jay Harris, this was good. We're done? We're done. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so tell the people how they can follow you and learn a little bit more about your crazy life. And if there are any journalists listening, if they want to, you know, reach out to you, uh, how, how would they be able to do that? Jay Harris ESPN on Twitter. Jay Harris ESPN on Instagram. I guess those would be two good ones. I'm on Facebook every now and then. As my son says, Facebook's for old people. <laughs> <laughs> so one time I asked my dad, I was like, dad, how come you, because I don't have, I'm not on Facebook. I said, how come you don't have Facebook? He's like, you want to see my Facebook? I was like, yeah, he takes his hat off. He's like, here's my face right here. This is my Facebook right here. <laughs> Pops is funny. Yeah. Anyway. That sounds about right, too. Alton J. Harris. All right. Thank you so much. This was great. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you. you Finally got this done. Government name on me. But that's all right. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Yes, there will be a beatdown after this recording goes (laughs) off. I will be uh, quickly running and getting the hell up out of (laughs) here. I'll sign off as I always do. The truth will set you free if you let it.